0: The friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the player swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? Got live golf going on this week in the Washington, D.C. area. so the first Live Golf event actually made it out to. And I was out there Wednesday morning, caught up with Sergio Garcia and Patrick Reed, a couple guys to go back a few years with, and want to get their thoughts on Brooks Kepka. What is his win at the PGA Championship? Getting a major, what does that mean for Live Golf from their perspective? Um, what's the vibe been like? i talked to Patrick for a little bit longer, about 9 or 10 minutes with Patrick. We'll go with that one first here. Uh, about maybe four or five minutes with Sergio. But for Patrick Reed, what's the vibe been like going to majors this year? What's the reception been like with PGA Tour players and guys that are on the other side? Is there much of a divide? What's his perspective there? Um, Also a player like him, I've covered him for 10 years for different outlets, and I kind of asked him, hey, what's... What's the way you've been portrayed in the media? How do you feel about that? Like, what is your perspective? Give us a, a sense uh, you know, from where you're coming from. So we get into a few things with Patrick, and then also with Sergio, gets through the US Open. That's a big topic this week, and of course, LACC, he has played it before, and he gets into that as well. Um, but it meant a lot to him, as you saw on social media. A lot of fist pumps coming down the stretch, according to Scott Harrington, who played with him. So I did ask Sergio about what that meant, Get back into another major. Of course, he skipped. He missed the PGA Championship. Didn't qualify first tournament. I think first PG, uh, major championship he did not qualify for since 1999 U.S. Open at Pinehurst. So pretty crazy. Payne Stewart was the winner that week. Anyway, a lot of stuff here with Patrick Reed first, and then Sergio Garcia on Beyond the Clubhouse. All right, Garrett Johnson here with Patrick Reed and. Bit of a strong point in your season. You've been playing some pretty good golf. What's uh, what's been going on? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I just feel like the things
1: I've been working on with coaching and everything has been kind of clicking now. You know, it's um, for me, it's always been about consistency, getting the ball, and hit the ball consistent throughout. Uh, you know, day by day, and I feel like that's getting tighter, and because of that, allow my short game to shine. And uh, you know, anytime I can allow the short game to be the one that uh, goes out and wins me, you know. Tournaments, birdies, and things like that—that's the thing that's important for me. And uh, you know, I feel like to take the pressure off with hitting the ball as well as I've been—it's uh, you know allowing that to happen, so it's a little bit more free.
0: Mm. Well, when I look at uh, what's happened recently in majors, live players playing really well, including yourself um, at both majors so far. What do you what, what have you noticed so far, and just the what would you say is the key to that, and what has been the vibe like uh, for live golfers at majors?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think the vibe's just been kind of what all of us have expected as players is you know we all know out here a part of live that you know we're all the same golfers that we've always been you know we just decided to play somewhere else and because of that uh, you know when we get to majors I feel like we're more rested ready to go and, and you know, a little bit more fine-tuned and because of that you know we've been having uh, really good showings as a lot of us have had uh, a part of live because we come in I feel like fresh and ready to go and really uh, you know something to prove and some you know
0: something to go out there and and play for what's the reception been like between uh other players that that are still on pga tour like in your experience so far yeah yeah the guys the guys have been the exact same
1: um that's the thing is that you know it's more of the media and and you know the perception of trying to make it bigger than what it is because you know at augusta the guys all were happy to see me acted the exact same way that they always have and then same thing at uh you know at the pga all the guys you know it's business as usual you see old friends you go out and you know practice and joke around with them while you're on the practice areas and if you're playing with them you know same way we always talk to each other so nothing's really changed on
0: that aspect at all well, that being said, I know that you're a player, when, when you do have a chip on your shoulder, you've really responded over the years at different events. So I'm curious, like, if there ever is a negative side to it from the other guys, let's say, for example, like the Ryder Cup potentially, right? Uh, there's a lot for you to have to qualify, right? So what would you feel like you would have to do to qualify uh, to get on the Ryder Cup team, and, and what do you think are your chances? Well, really, you have to go play really well in the majors and probably stay inside
1: the top six where you're a uh, you know where you're automatic lock. Um, when it comes down to picks, I, I think that, you know, I don't think picks are really would go our favor. As uh, you know, as team fans, reads uh, just as guys a part of live, um, just because of all the stuff that's gone on. But um, you know, really, I think the biggest thing is, you know, if you go out and you play well, uh, like Brooks has done, where he's finished second and has won one. You know, it's gonna be hard to leave someone like that off. And you know, I have a fourth and an eighteenth. And you know, I know I need to go play really well in the other two majors because those are really the only chances we have to earn points. So. You, know, you have to go out and earn points, and at least uh, get as high up there
0: as you can, and you know, at least make it a debate. When you mentioned Brooks, like, what do you feel that does for for, for you guys as Live players watching him win a major championship? Yeah, it's huge. Um, I feel like it, you know, not only is it huge for him, but it's also huge for
1: Live and everything because of that narrative of everyone saying that oh, you know, there's no real competition, there's you know, and all this other you know false narratives they want to try to say and all the negative negativity they want to say about Live. And we go out and we have showings like that where you know Brooks. I mean, oh, I felt like he sh- he should have won the first one uh, at Augusta, and you know he didn't have the Sunday he wanted to. And then to back it up and go to PGA and go ahead and close that deal off, and you know for the guys to play as well as we have as a whole part of Live, it's just it it just shows that you know we uh we all we all can hack it. We're all really you know really just as good as golfers as we always have been you know now we're able to be rested and and primed for the big events.
0: Well, When you mentioned that it feels like sometimes there's like false narratives with right. whether with the media or other outlets like what do you feel is feeding that like what do you feel is behind that like from your in, in the year you've yeah. been there you know what I mean like what, what have you picked up what's your ice?
1: yeah you know I mean it, it's hard to say where it comes from um but the only thing I can think of is you know how a lot of people don't like change when when something changes or something new comes about. It's easy to kind of try to find something negative and try to shut it down rather than you know go in with it with an open mind to see how it could actually help the game. And I feel like um, you know time will tell like later on on you know how it really all pans out. But uh, you know I feel like being a part of Live has been absolutely amazing. Um, the vibe out here, the just the different uh, kind of formats the faster pace being you know 54 holes and you know being shotgun you are all on the golf course at the exact same time it really showcases who's playing the best golf that week because everyone's on the golf course at the exact same time there's no such thing as a draw what's your favorite part about being on a team here oh the, the team thing is huge um you're out there not playing just for yourself and your small team at home but you're out there playing for you know three other guys and their teams and you know and especially when you're on a team like a like ours where we're part of the four aces and you know the how we've played last year with the dominance of last season and then this year coming out and even though we haven't won as many events as we feel like we should
0: have to still be at the top of that podium and top of that uh, standings is something huge yeah and i was just gonna say one thing i i haven't had a chance to ask you yet over the years we've known each other since what 2013 when you're a rookie um i was just curious like in that 10 years hard to believe you've been you know out in pro golf for 10 plus years but do you feel like at all um there is an unfair view of the way media covers Patrick Reed. And, and if so, like what could be done to remedy that or, or, or what's the, your thought process, your, your observation?
1: Yeah, yeah no, I definitely feel like, um, you know, it's been, I've been portrayed the wrong way, uh, in a negative light, uh, through the media and, and things like that. And, you know, really just, you know, the more I just continue being myself out there and the more I, you know, meet other people that, uh, are outside of the golf world and also in the golf world, and just continue being true to who I am, and then actually getting to know the real me. And that's how that's how it will change. But um, you know, I, it's just one of those things that it takes time, and it's something that's not going to happen overnight. And you know, all I can do is just keep my head down, and keep doing what I'm doing, and play the way I do, and then act the way I'm supposed to, and and set a good example for my children. And uh, as long as I'm doing that, everything else will take care of itself.
0: I love that you said real me. So, so like, what would be, for fans at home that, that you feel like maybe haven't seen the real you yet, like, what what's something about you that, that you would illuminate? Eliminate? eliminate? El- illuminate for oh. them, Like, show that. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, the biggest thing for me,
1: I mean, is that, yeah, when I'm when I'm inside the ropes, I'm all business. I'm head down, focus, grind. I mean, growing up watching Tiger Woods play as a, as a kid and seeing his determination and how he – was laser focused on everything that's how a lot of us grew up uh wanting to be like and you know for me that's how I've always been when, I, when I'm going to work I'm at work and my head's down I'm focusing I I put my blinders on I go to work but uh outside of the ropes you know I love just to hang out have fun and you know and, and play with my kids and really just have a good time and uh you know people obviously don't get to see that because they only see what's going on inside the ropes.
0: Uh, one last thing just because we're in a social media world are you one one are you able to put your blinders on when it comes to timelines whether it's uh Instagram uh, Twitter like you know what I mean does that you're talking about on the course but like right. does it help you off the course too like how do you how do you view social media and uh, do not like that? I don't like social media never have um, <laughs> why well, is that uh,
1: I have, I've wished my daughter a happy birthday when she was younger and you know just some of the trolls and just the negative comments what you know wishing bad on her. And I'm like, yeah, how could you say stuff like that about a child? And that's just not right. But, you know, those are also the, the 40, 45, 30-year-old, you know, people that are living in their parents' bedrooms and basements the whole time. hiding uh, behind a keyboard, maybe? Exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, people need to be held accountable for everything they say, everything they do. Um, you know, if you're a public figure, you're, you're held accountable for absolutely everything. Well, that also deserves to be said in social media and on the internet and everything you should be held accountable for everything and you know social media platforms are not held accountable for anything they can say whatever
0: they want do whatever they want and they get away with it and you know that's just not I'm, I'm not good with that you know you said something about being held accountable and it makes me think like, um, and you don't have to answer this up to you but do you feel like with some of the negative flack that may have come from Paris, and so there might be a school of thought of people that say, "Hey, well, we should be held accountable for certain comments after what happened in Paris and the Ryder Cup." Like, what would you say to them? You know what I mean? Like, because I agree with you on accountability; it's important yeah. in our lives oh, in general. But like, how would you, how would you speak back to them if they well, make was, that argument? So I was held accountable for that.
1: I, you know, I talked to the guys afterwards and you know apologized to them, told them I stepped out of line, on. Uh, you know, I should have gone to the team first before talking to someone in the media. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that you know, I, I talked to those guys and, and buried those those hatchets once uh, once that was all said and done. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's things like that. You learn from those
0: mistakes and you, you move on and you just make sure that they don't happen again. He's on the leading four aces team uh, here on Live Golf. Patrick Reed. All right, my thanks to Patrick Reed for jumping on there for about 9, 10 minutes some interesting stuff he got down uh obviously the way the media portrays him social media thoughts on that and you know we i felt like there were some layers on the onion we were able to get to with with how patrick thinks um so there's patrick for now and then now sergio garcia as i mentioned talks about qualifying for the u.s open looks ahead in the schedule as well and talks about obviously what brooks kepka's win means for live golf and for sergio all right Garrett johnson here with sergio garcia sergio I'm surprised. You know, obviously, you had missed a major for the first time in 24 years. I'm curious, as you're watching that PGA that you had missed, what was fueling you uh,
2: to get back into it there at the U.S. Open, as you obviously did. No, I mean, obviously, we love we love playing majors. We're not we're not gonna lie. And and I've been fortunate to play many of them. So. Um, yeah, I had planned to to qualify for the Open, uh, for the U.S. Open and the British Open uh, from from the beginning of the year. So uh, yeah, it was it was nice to see Brooks win there. Obviously, he played he played amazing, and uh, and to see a colleague do do so well, it's uh, it's always great to great to see. And uh, and then I just had to go to, to Dallas and you know hopefully perform and, and get my ticket to the U.S. Open. So it's it's nice to uh, to be able to, uh, to to be there in uh, later in June. Uh,
0: Scott Harrington a guy who
2: played with you uh, that day said that you were very emotional like a lot of fist pumps
0: kind of Keeping the momentum going of those 36 hole long long round for you What what was that like
2: like obviously wanting to be back in a major like what were you thinking mentally? Uh, I mean, I played I played one qualifier before in 2011, so I knew uh, I knew how how tough it is and uh, you know how um how much emotion you you get uh, into it to to try to make it, and it's not easy, you know. You're playing 120 120 guys for only eight spots, so it's it's tough. You have to play well. There's a lot of a lot of good players out there, so um, you know it was uh, obviously I was I was thrilled about it, and you know I put myself in a situation to uh, to get through. So obviously uh, going down the stretch, I uh, you know I wanted to to achieve it.
0: You know anything about LACC, where they're gonna have the U.S. Open? I imagine you've been to Riviera many times, but what do mm-hmm. you know about that course? I
2: played I played uh, LACC uh, probably like three or four years ago with uh, with, a, with a buddy of mine, Marty Fish. So uh, I know that it's it's gonna be playing much different than, than when we played it. When we played it was it was quite wide and uh, slopey and fast fairways and stuff. But uh, you know I'm excited to to go there see it and uh, you know hopefully have a great week.
0: And as a wrap, you mentioned Brooks Kepka winning. What does that mean? Like, you know, what was your reaction to that? Seeing a live golfer win a major in that kind of capacity, what did that
2: do for you? Ah, uh, it was it was great. Not only not only because he was a live golfer, but because it's uh, you know it's a buddy, it's a it's a friend. I've, I've we've gotten to know each other uh, even better throughout this last couple of years. So um, you know, I uh, I was thrilled for him and. You know, even though John won the Masters, I was very, very happy for him, obviously because he's a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, it, it Brooks was there and it, it was it was tough to to uh, I'm sure it was tough for him to not not win there. So to be able to come back and, and do as well as he did, it was uh, it was very nice to see. Yeah.
0: And your Fireballs team, how excited are you for the rest of what You got Valderrama coming up. There's mm-hmm. a lot of big things that mean uh, events that mean a lot to you, I'd imagine
2: yeah no all of them mean a lot uh to to be a part of this team with with these guys it's, it's great we we have great fun together uh but obviously balderama coming up in uh late june uh beginning of july it's uh you know it's very exciting and uh you know can't wait together
0: well sergio thanks for the time buddy mm, all
2: right thank you cheers
0: all right guys that is the podcast for this week sergio thanks to sergio garcia as well as Patrick Reed for jumping on and uh, catching up. It's been some time uh, since I've seen those guys. I think it's been about a year since I've seen Patrick. And i the same thing with Sergio. Uh, TPC Avenel which was also in this area, Wells Fargo Championship last year, I think was the last time I saw those guys. So great to be out at a Live Golf event, my first, and hope you guys get a chance to catch up this week. If you see it, a lot going on the PGA Tour as well in Texas yet again. And we'll catch up soon here on Beyond the Clubhouse.